Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 13130, presented by Parse Rum. When I say Parse, you say Rum. 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 What was I doing there? What am I doing? I think it's a spring trip. No, where is this? Did you hit a ball hard at wherever you were always. today? Always. Like, he always does. Looks like it's Miami. Did he hit one hard at Miami? That's what I thought it was, yeah, too. I hit some hard in Miami. It's a good swing. Thanks. I have a good swing. Uh, Parsley rum is my favorite rum. It's your favorite rum. We all love rum. You know what is a thing I drank that happens? Some, I drank oh. some yesterday. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I gave, yeah a few, did. I gave a few bottles out at the end of the year. Did you give one to your pitching coach? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's Sorry, gonna Bach. hate both of us. Sorry, He's already mad at me. Yeah, you actually lied to him though. I didn't have any to give him. I legit would have brought one into the field if I had one to give him. Guess you don't slam a tree. It was here in Michigan. I didn't have it in uh, Iowa. You know what happens to me sometimes? Tell me if this happens to you. Mm-hmm. Somebody will just scream in the stands. What I say, Parsha, you say Rob. Yes, all the time. And then I'm like. Well, are you going to say Parse? Because if you don't say Parse, I can't say rum. <laughs> I think. And then they just don't say Parse. I think I get that more than people that actually remember to say Parse. Like, I think it's more often that they're like, when I say Parse, you say rum. And then they just look at me and I'm like, I think that's, I think it. it's them showing like, hey, we listen. Yeah. It's not asking for like oh, a response. I love it still. I respect uh, no, doing it. I, I also love it. I got a good one at Cincinnati. It was very, the stadium was not uh, all that full in Cincinnati today. And it was what? very loud. What do you it mean? Was, <laughs> what? It was very loud. Uh, when I say Parse, you say rum. But then there was no, and there was no follow up. So, you mean to tell me that on October third, the sixty-one and ninety-nine Reds versus seventy-three and eighty-seven Cubs didn't draw a crowd? <laughs> what? You know, Cubs are hot though. Cubs are hot. Look out! Cubbies are trying to make sure that the Cincinnati Reds lose a hundred games, and uh, and that the Cubbies finish. As close to 500 as humanly possible. Yeah. I mean, the best, well, you got two left. You could get to 75 and 88. I, yeah. That'd be pretty Third. impressive. That's bad math. 75 and 87. Sorry. Oh, that yep. wasn't a That's good math. That's okay, good math. Yeah. Tom, I need a, I need a fact check on this fact check, but the, uh, I saw uh, uh, maybe a tweet, maybe an Instagram, maybe something stiff on the social media that this weekend was the most, was the best attended final weekend of the regular season since 2014. I saw a similar stat. I think it was uh, like one, it was a lot of tickets. I was going to try to say the number off the top of my head, but I don't know. I will, I'll try to find it for you. It's okay. I there is a broad concern within the industry that the people, the amount of individuals coming to games is lower than it keeps getting lower, and that the product on the field needs to be more entertaining so that more people come to the ball yard. But it is very nice to see that that this weekend people came out and they were very excited to see their team for the last time. I know at Wrigley it was a really cool scene. We finished the last game. We had, I mean, we had good attendance for the last three, but we swept the Reds. We finished the last game. And, you know, when we finish, we go out there, we uh, wave to the fans, we give them a hi, thanks for coming, fan appreciation. And they were playing Go Cubs Go. And then the entire team sang Go Cubs Go with the fans. And that was a very, very cool moment to end the season at Wrigley. Do you know all the words? Uh yeah, when the song's playing with me, I know every single word. <laughs> Couldn't do it right now. I'll help you. I'll sing. Could you <laughs> sing the whole thing, Tom? I, uh, I I was just actually talking about this on a different podcast. Uh, I listened to this song probably seven hundred times after the Cubs won the World Series in twenty sixteen. My best friend Mike, every party we would go to, he would sneak it onto the playlist. So it'd be you know whatever songs you can imagine you were listening to in 2016. And then in the middle of that, go That's Cubs good. go. So I do think I would know the second verse is where I would get tripped up. I didn't yes. know the entire first. Yeah. Second verse is like getting tricky. Yeah. That's what happens is the, when, when you start to get into the second verse, things get a little sideways, but it is, it is the best. I am very biased, very biased, but it is the best winning end of the game win song of any team in the big leagues by far no question is it it's not cooler than new york new york no, it is cooler Ian, than new york you think it's cooler Ian. than new york new york i do Ian, come on it's an original song it's an original Ian. song for the cubs 
It is written just for the Cubs. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Yankees fan, and I would still say, it, it, and maybe this is because I have a personal attachment to it for reasons I just explained, but I still remember I got to see, in 2016, I got to see Chapman close down a game against the Reds when he was peak Chapman. Incredible. One of the most incredible experiences I've ever seen. And then I didn't know they played go. I mean, I guess I was a bad baseball fan. I didn't know they played go Cubs go. Yeah, you were. And I hadn't really heard it before. And I looked at my friend. And I was like, what is this? This is incredible. I, I think it's it's one and two with with New York, New York. And I would probably put go Cubs go first, but it's it's uh, very close. I, I I love both. I think both are great. I don't even I, honestly, I don't even think it's a question. I'm again, very biased, but I don't think it's a question. I think it's. It's a song written for the Cubs, completely and totally about the Cubs, and it is absolutely electric. We should we should have recorded this part in July or August or whatever when the trade deadline was. See what so you would have said there. You would, the I don't know thing. if you would have been bashing New York, New York there when you're when you're I'm not bashing it. There. It's a great I'm not bashing. There's no bashing. It is a great win song. There's a lot of bad win songs out there. New York, New York is fantastic. The fans get behind it. It is very fitting, but it is not an original song written for the team. And go Cubs go. And with the W flag too. What a combo. What a combo. I think the coolest thing about the, I think the flag is really cool when they hang it up. And the story was, what is it? Years ago when they would see it um, on the way home from work, like from the train, you could see if the Cubs won, if the, because they play so many day games. And if the W was up, they won. Obviously, I thought that was I thought that was really cool. It's very cool, and they still do it to this day. They still hang the W flag or the L flag to let people know what happened in the game that day. There's an L flag. There's also an L flag. Yeah, they had to let people know if it was a win or a loss. I didn't know that's an L flag. It's they fly an L flag. They have to. Yeah, it's tradition. Fly. That's weird. That's really weird. I feel like if you just didn't see the W, you would know. Right, if you saw no W, I could be wrong. I could be wrong on this, but I'm ninety five point seven percent sure. I want to look this up. I think they still do fly the L flag when they lost. I I think, and it's tradition. That's you gotta let the people know. Zach, uh, is this a new addition behind you? The your jersey? No, well, no, uh, kind of. I'm at my parents' house, and I got them that for my for Christmas this year. It was my first jersey. And I wrote something on it. Why didn't you get it for me? That's kind of fucked. I would have liked it. I can get you one. Don't don't make promises you ain't gonna keep. I can get you one. What do you mean? I want a ZS59 Toledo Mudhen jersey. No. Ooh. No. I'll get you one next year. Guys, uh, well, we're on the subject. We'll, we'll jersey swap. If we're both, if I'm back in Iowa and you're back in Toledo, we are we should have this time. Oh, what are we doing? That would have been the really year good. That would have been so funny if we're taking our jerseys that out. That would have been really good. Guys. Sorry. Yes. Did you guys just play each other? Like, uh, like a week ago. Yeah, did you? Did. Yeah. The last time we recorded. Did you uh, face each other? Yeah, I hit him again. I tell a story. Tell a story. Tell a story. Go. I mean, it was a, it was classic Dakota it was actually, it was actually a pretty good pitch it was a pretty good pitch it was a great two seam i couldn't believe you stayed in there yeah um so i threw like shit came in and walked the first guy second guy jammed it back to me pfp error uh clanked it uh walked the next guy to bring up zach so that's a good start to anything two walks and an error uh mound visit RV, our pitching coach, says uh, he's going to swing. What are you going to throw him? I said, two seam in. I said, we're getting a ground ball. And we went two seam in. Zach, like, kind of started his, like, half, not even half swung, but, like, started his swing. Two seam moved more than I thought. Hit him on the back arm, I think, the right yeah, arm. back elbow. Ow. Ow. Got my it, like It didn't hit him, like, hard. It no, was, it wasn't like, flush. Like I got lucky. Hey, this guy's been hit up and in a bunch. That's fucked. It wasn't Walk up there. there. It was like it was like kitchen. It was like at like your belly button height. If yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. I got lucky, but it wasn't too bad. That's funny how RV says I'm gonna swing. Just because it was bases loaded, nobody yeah. out. You guys were down three. He's like he's swinging. I was like I know. I was like, but he's seen me throwing sliders like every at bat. I said let's go two seam in. It's funny because like I di- I didn't really know what I was expecting. I knew that you wanted a ground ball, but then I also knew that you knew. And my hot spot was down and in. So I was like, okay, probably not coming in. 
So when it started in, I was like, oh, that's a that's a hanging slider. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I didn't have time to recognize hey, it. You don't throw hangers. Uh, my well, slider is by far my worst I was pitch. getting ready to swing, uh, and then by that time, it was off my elbow, and I was a little bit of throb. But, on, like, I will say that heater came out way better than the ones that you threw me before, like, earlier in the year. And Oh, yeah. The early in the year compared to the, the last two times I faced you, night yeah. and day difference. And I, I believe if you fielded that ground ball – the inning oh, completely 100 percent. i couldn't i couldn't believe it i ran over to it i went to field it must have had some spin or something hit me right off the wrist bounced away i i, I saw looked. it the whole way i was like you could tell like where it hit around home plate i was like he's gonna get an in-between hop he's getting well, in between hop and there was a guy on first so i'm like two 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 and i'm starting to spin to make the throw and my big ass like it's, it's a lot of body part to turn around so I'm going to field it, and I, like, don't field the ball, and I start to turn. I'm like – I look at my third base, and I'm like, that did not just happen. I go, come on, man. that That's not real. That was, was great times. Good one to end on. You know, I just – I love a great me, bad last out. Can you tell me about JY, Jared Young, for all the listeners out there? It was the coolest thing ever. Jared oh, Young, my God. Cool. Jared Young gets uh, sent down. He gets optioned from the very last team. day of the minor league season. Yeah, he gets option to from the big league team. He had been uh awesome up here. He had been super positive, really fun guy to be around. Uh Wilson was coming off the DL IL. Say Say was coming off the IL. So Jared Young got the short end of the stick there and he was optioned back to AAA. AAA had one game left, literally a game, last game mm-hmm. of the season and it was a noon. Yes, a nooner. Noon start. Very easy in that situation to say, I'm good. Thanks for the year. I'm going to take to the house. I've seen enough. JY did the opposite. He called the AAA manager and he said, put me in the lineup. I'm going to hit a home run tomorrow. He also walked into the field that morning and goes, Peef, walked straight into his office. He goes, I'm in the lineup, right? I better be in that lineup. And he's like, you're in there. You're in the lineup. Dude, that's just a classic case of the game rewarding you. Yeah. Classic. Because earlier in that day, we didn't head of the story. I was like, we didn't even say what happened yet. So he goes down. He goes down. He starts in the noon game. Mm -hmm. This is literally he flew in. Did you fly in the? He flew in the night before. He got in the night night before, before, like ten o'clock. And then slept that night. Woke up for the noon game. Goes to the field. He's in the lineup. He's one for three going into one for four. One for four. One for three. I think it was only three. three It was a quick game going into his last at bat. And we're down one. Us. We're we're down one going the into Iowa the Cubs, ninth. The Iowa Cubs are down one going into the ninth. Crook he, comes to the plate. Narciso Crook gets hit by a pitch. He's pissed. Crook's like, fuck, I want to hit a homer. Damn. He, a, he was at 19 homers, too. Yeah, he really wanted. He's like, come on, like let me hit. And he gets hit, and he's pissed. JY comes up. I literally look at Huddy in the bullpen. I go, you realize, like, we're running to home if he hits a bomb here. Like, if we walk this off, like, it's the last game of the year. Like, we're running to home. He goes, hell yeah, we'll grab the cooler. So, we grabbed – we – JY's up at the plate. I don't know what the count was, like, 1-1 one, one or something. 1-1, one, one, change-up. Hits one. There was a change-up, too? Yes. you got to tell your pitchers. He loves it down there. Down and away, funny? he he's he loves going to left center. It's insane. You, you know what's funny is, like, Hap, you've had those days where you just, like – swing through heaters and you're just like i have no idea like so jy struck out i think twice three straight was, pitches that one yeah he was just swinging heaters. at heaters and like just off of them and you can tell because i've been there where I, I he like i think he struck out second time he swung out or swung through the third one and you can just tell he was like what the fuck and yeah, i was you feel like, like there's a hole in your that's back. that's a scary place to be because you're like why am i missing this there's something wrong it's a heater i know it's coming and you're still not hitting it and then when he gets up the third or the last time, I was like, fuck, like either this is going to get games going to reward him or the game is going to go grab your gloves. See you next year. And, and so to get to the end of the up. story, to get to the end of the story for all the listeners, because they're trying to follow the story. He gets a change up. He hits a walk off home run. He gets option down. He says, I want to play in the game today. I want it. <laughs> He then hits a walk-off homer to end his season, to end the Iowa Cubs season. Legendary, legendary move from JY. I'm a big JY fan. We haven't spent a lot of time together. Big JY fan. 
I wish there was a camera view. I bet there is from like way up behind home because our whole bullpen just takes off sprinting to home as soon as he hits it. I looked so at me- you because I didn't. I didn't really move. Like I, he, as soon as he hit it, I just put my head down. I was like, God damn! I was like, you know what? Cool for Jy. But mm-hmm. then I look yeah, over. Yeah, but you to can't you. show that emotion on the field. No, you're like, you're no. like crap. Awesome crap. And I was like, I don't Jy. <laughs> yeah. No, like. I look down and I look over at Dakota and I see him and Huddy with the water thing. And I was just like, oh, it's fucking great. And CD Pelham was running in front of us and he ran over the mound and must have like caught on the side and he just fell. He just fell completely on his ass. So me and Huddy are running, carrying a cooler and we're pointing back like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But we just keep running like we had to leave him. He did. He did. I remember seeing that now. And we get to home and it's just like nuts. Like everyone was just like excited. We're dying, like excited. We're going home and what a sick way to end the season. It was so cool. Can I ask you guys a question? Mm -hmm. How's it feel to be done? It's always bittersweet. I always, I mean, Zach had a different season than I did, but like I missed the first six weeks and then I was on the dev list for another four weeks. So like for me, I was like, man, I feel like I was just starting to throw good. Like I was just starting to get in a groove. Like I wanted to keep playing, but at the same time, like it's nice to get home and rest. It just gets boring after a little while. You said, you said Dakota, mm-hmm. and you tell me if you don't want to talk about this, but you said that it was a little bit of an emotional end to the season for you this time. Uh, it was because I'm a free agent now. Well, after the World Series, technically, but I went and uh, said bye to RV, and RV was my when we first got drafted, he was the rehab coordinator in Arizona. So he was the first coach we had in pro ball. And then he was in AAA the last two years. And I just, I don't know. I went to say bye to the coaches and I kind of started crying. And I, and Peeve's like, you all right? I was like, yeah, Peeve, we just, we've been together. I mean, I got called up to AAA in 18. So I played for Peavy for four years because he was there at the alt site too. And I don't know. I just kind of got choked up. I was like, man, a lot of good memories. Like, I don't know if I'm going to sign back, what's going to happen. So it was just, I don't know, kind of all You've been together. with the organization since? 16. Got drafted in 16. Long time. Yeah. The crazy thing is, it's like you you truly become like best friends with some of these guys for six, seven months. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. it's like season ends, your fights that night, and then it's, hey, man, may never, ever, ever see you again. Ever. In and the it's history, like, it like in the future of the world. And I said to Zach, it wasn't even like, like, there are guys you've played with since, like, I got drafted with, with Wyatt Short and Brian Hudson and Teddy Payne. Like, I've played with them for seven years. Like, I've known yeah. them forever. And it's like, hey, like, might never see you again. Best of luck. It's just weird. It's really weird. That's what, like, I'm with you, Dakota, about being bittersweet. It's it's bittersweet every year. And especially if you don't have, like, the year you wanted to have, you kind of have, like, the salty taste in your mouth. But at yeah. the same time, you know, you can use that that salt and just kind of remember what it tastes like at the end of the year going in through all your workouts. Sounds cheesy, but like, it's true. Really, like it's really, you know, I mean, it's a long off season. There's some days where you wake up and you're like, I mean, I want nothing to do with getting up and going to work out with the same exact routine you have every single day for four months. And it's, it's, it, it's both ways. Cause in season, there are days where you're like, man, I just can't wait for the off season. Like this sucks right now. Like I'm sucking. I don't like going to the field, but then you get to the off season. You're like, man, that's like what, a couple weeks in, a couple weeks are nice at home. Like you see your family, you see your friends, you get to do things you couldn't do in season. But then it gets to like November and you're like, all right, like I'm really bored now. Let's get back to playing baseball. The day that the last game of the year, we were on the, you're in the airport just having fun or whatever. And like, we're like, hey, guess what we don't have to do tomorrow? We're like face 97. <laughs> just like, and like, it's like you don't wake up and you're like, man, I'm not, I'm not, fa- I'm not worried about who I'm facing today. Well, and, and that's what uh, someone said it in our locker room. It's like, the anxiousness like even for you guys like it's not nervousness to go play but it's just the anxiousness of playing every day like getting prepared getting ready for the game and then the offseason it's like man i could i can go work out at four in the afternoon if i want like i got nothing to do today there's no problems zach how many play appearances this year i had a lot i had oh i, th- I want to say over 500 i think yeah, i'm I not like sure you played I played like every single game yeah Me too. i feel like you played every day yeah um and that that's kind of tough too towards the end like if you're getting yourself you know if you feel hot you know you get a few hots or a few hits and your average does nothing so it's like it doesn't move at kind all. of stinks you get hot towards the end of the year and it quite literally does nothing tom fat how many 
559 minor league wow. bats, 13 big league ABs. Or those are played, I guess that's technically played appearances. Played appearances. Dude, that's for the up and down thing and like hanging out in cities and not knowing if you're going to play and stuff. That is literally every single day. There's a fuck ton of at bats. Yeah. No, it and is. And it, can it I helps. say one thing? Sorry. Go ahead. It is not easy to stay healthy. It is not easy to be out there. And for you to be available and healthy the entire year, kudos. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, you sick. know, and I, it, it, I tried to end it with an injury. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's different in AAA because you have an off day every week. But like, you know, my manager was pretty good with like, "Hey, man, are you good? Need a day?" And it's like, no. Like, you know, there's a lot to be said about the guys who play there every day who no matter what you know you're weird whether you're hitting first second seven eighth ninth it's like hey man like i don't care i'm still gonna go out there try to post but you know if you're not doing one thing you're gonna try to do the other and you know i i think it's just a give and take where it's like hey i feel like shit i could use a day or it's like hey i feel like shit let's try to let's find a way through it you know and especially I, I for always, you yeah, because you're you're trying to get back up, and a day right. off and, is like and that's, that's one my less thing. day, right? Yeah. And you know, I'm kind of stubborn where it's like, hey man, if I if I sit, I'm giving somebody else an opportunity to play, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it sounds like a shitty teammate thing to say, but it, I don't mean it like that. But it's like yeah. that's how it is. The dog eat dog world out there, you know. I'm not trying to give anybody else at bats or chances on the on defensive side of the baseball. So and I mean, it's a sick it's a sick learning experience to go out there and like do it every single day like it's a for what it takes from a mental standpoint from a physical standpoint to go out there every single day and post like you have to learn how to do that at some point and like for you to be able to do that every fucking day this year that's a big deal deal. yeah and you know it makes it a lot easier too like we had such a fun team this year too and you know again it's just the kudos you know, there was, I, we always say how much AAA has changed. Like in 19, you know, I was the youngest guy in 24. Like I was 24 years old in AAA and I was like walking on eggshell. Damn, really? Yeah. Like our year, that year, I was a youngest guy. That was a guy. bad team. That was a, right. And it's like, that's, that was, that was a great team. It, it was, was awesome. not my favorite time, but it was a great team. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, we had guys in that locker room who were up and down a bunch. You've had a bunch of time, but it wasn't like, you know, the scary stories that you hear of AAA of the salty. Not We didn't have that salty team at all. You know, Deuce was great. You always have a couple. You always have a couple. But, right. Yeah. But, like. But our overall. Right. And the we team didn't really have that. The team was much more salty than that team. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kudos to, you know, everybody on that team. It's like nobody wants. AAA is the worst place to be. You know, I mean, relatively speaking. It's yes, like correct. you want. You're either. You get moved up there and you're like, wow, I'm one step away or you get sent down. So, you know, to make that such an enjoyable year while like spending basically the whole year in AAA, like it, it we had such a special team and it was, it, it truly was one of the most fun teams that I've ever been a part of. But not as fun as 19. Correct. Thank you. Even though I didn't travel with you guys, because I was hurt. I had a manager once say it was summer ball. So with, you know, by the end of summer ball, a lot of guys are a little checked out. I think you guys know that. But it was a championship game, and before we left for the bus, we were on the bus going to the next uh, to the park. He said, "Look around; these thirty guys will never be together again. Look to the guy to your right. Look to your guy to your left. Think about all the great times you've had. I know you're tired. I know you want this to be over, but think about that you're never going to be with these guys again, and what it means to play one more time. I mean, now it still gets me like you know emotional. You think about." all the time that you guys spend with your teammates. And then as you just said, some of them you'll ne- literally never see again, even though you just spent the last six months grinding with them. I don't, I think it's one of those few things that like, if you haven't been around a baseball team, it's very hard to describe, especially in the minors where you guys are competing not only with each other, but against each other in yeah. some ways. But as you said, that's the coolest part about the playoffs as well. When you get to any, at any level, especially in the minors, it's the one time where it's like, all right, we're all doing this as a team to push together towards one goal. It's the, it's the coolest thing. I got, I got two things. One about what you just said, you know, whatever level of playoffs, Dakota in 16, when we got drafted, we went to Eugene and won that year. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget like the guys who were in extended and they grinded that whole time up until cause short season starts in what June or July after the draft. Like, yeah. You know, they were all emotional. Like you guys have no idea what it was like to grind all year. And I was like, what do you mean? We only played, 40 games like what they're like no like 
we were out there grinding every day with no fans on the backfields of extended spring training. And we don't care that it was the lowest level of the minor leagues and we won a championship. Like it just proves Tom, like what you said, like that shit goes a long way, no matter where you are, whenever you win. And whenever, like what you said as well, like this group will never be around. Like whenever I give a speech or talk to kids, I always say, you know, like, Hey, enjoy this time that you're playing with right now. Even if it's, winter workouts for once a week or twice a week like some of your especially in high school these are some of your best friends you know you're not going to have that luxury in two years when you guys graduate and that's almost what it's like you know a game 100 in august you're like man this fucking blows but you're having a blast for the most part with some of the guys that a you've never met before and b that you'll never see again when the season's over i'm gonna go i'm gonna do something that doesn't really fit with the conversation. Okay. But I might I might tie it back in. Maybe I won't, maybe I will. Speak. It's October. It is. You know what Manscaped wants us to do? What's that? A crazy ad about Halloween. Okay. I saw this. Go- I saw this one. I was like, I don't think Ian's gonna follow. They want us to go crazy. Do you want me to Halloween, do Halloween? And they I'll- want they they want this thing to turn into a bloodbath. Okay. We're not going to go there. Okay. I mean, I'll do it. If you want me, if you don't no, feel comfortable. If you want to read this ad, feel I, free. I don't really want to. I don't know if I want to, but I mean. I'm opening it up. I'll, I'll chime in. I don't care. I mean, get in there. All right. Get in there and check it? it out. No, go, Tom. let's, let's have to go to. I want yeah, to, go let's to open it, it first. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> read the first line and just go. For it. Get in there, Dakota. Ah, ow. Oh, my God. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a bloodbath. Hang on, I can't see it. This thing's in the way. Oh, no, it's a bloodbath in here. There's got to be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny safely than this. This is what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 6 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code COMPOUND. Nice hey, job. Nice job. Keep the dagger not, slick. Keep your dagger slick. Not what I not where I would have gone, but you know what? I love Manscaped. You guys, you're into Manscaped. We're all into Manscaped. We all like the products. Are we still doing the lawnmower 4.0 with the light? We still the weed whacker ear nose hair trimmer. We love that. Yeah. Manscaped is doing something new. Okay, they're doing something new. Maybe it's new, maybe it's not new. Manscaped is doing two free gifts. In the performance package 4.0. I've been telling people about the performance package 4.0 with the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with the light. Okay. But they're doing two free gifts with it. We got the boxers. We got the travel bag. We got 20% off plus free shipping code compound code compound manscaped.com 20% off free shipping. They're into this October theme spooky season. 20% off free shipping code compound. I'm going to change gears on us. I mean, are we going to talk about the two and two Jets? We're not going to talk about two and two Jets. You know what? Three and one Jets. Real quick, real quick. Before we change gears, I want to ask, how important do you think it is from an organizational standpoint when you're building an organization, when the organization is not where you want to be at the big league level? Mm -hmm. How important do you think it is to win in minor leagues? Very. Like double A was in the championship series for us. Uh, I think high A won the championship. Did it you just guys, get? Did you it guys get you used to winning though? Like you learn how to win big games. Did you guys win? Besides Eugene, did you guys win along we the went way? Went to the playoffs in nineteen. That's the only other time I've been to the playoffs. Or in high A, we went to the playoffs, but there was a hurricane, so it got cut short, and it was like the two tops in each division played each other for co-champs. I got a, I got a, uh, I got a ring in Myrtle, but I was in the part of the first half, not the second half. Uh, but, but you think, but Dakota, you're saying you think it's super important. Winning in the minor league is super important. 100%. Yeah, because you learn how to win. Like you learn, like in a minor league season, you're not always going, get him on, get him over, get him in. You know what I mean? Like you're not bunting a guy over trying to get a base hit, or you're not trying to hit a sack fly with a guy on third and one out in a big spot, like. You're just like, ah, I'm trying to hit a homer every time or I'm trying to get a hit every time because that's going to help me go to the big leagues. When you play to win a championship, even in the minors, you're doing 
everything you can to win games. Like a, a relief pitcher, you might go in, you have to face three, you'll face three guys and you're out. Like, that's it. Like you're not going two innings. You're struggling a little bit, but it's like, ah, let's see if he can get through it. Zach, what do you got on that? No, I agree. I think winning, you know, it, I, I don't think it's really a secret that like the Rays always have teams in the playoffs, you know, for every level. Then they get there and the guys perform well. You know, I think any more, you know, pressure, quote unquote, I'm not saying it means the world when you're playing in minor league baseball when you're in the playoffs. But I think any added pressure is huge for development of an organization and breeding that winning mentality everywhere you go. And again, in seven or 16 and 17, that was like all the organization preached was like, be ready when it happens because we're going to play to win at every single level. The group that, the group that was in front of me, and I was never a part of it really, but the group that was in front of me in the minor leagues, Schwarber, Almora, Vogelback, Contreras, more people, Blackburn, like more, more dudes ended up in the big leagues. They won, I believe they won in double A when they were all together. And then that triple mm-hmm. A team was good, but like all those guys got through the system pretty quick, but like, they were really they they were all played together and they had really good teams, and I never really experienced it because I was, but just behind those guys and then on kind of half seasons with teams. But like I think it is I think especially when you have younger like um, high school prospects, like I think as those guys come through and play a year at a time at different level, like I think it's hugely important. Imagine like what that group did coming up the group that you were talking about winning everywhere, then they get to the big leagues and win. It's like, that's all they know coming through expectation. the expectation. All they know the Hey, we have to win. We've done this, you know, like, I, I don't know. You see all the teams that play well for the most part, you know, excluding the superstar teams. It's like, Oh wow. Look how much fun this team's having. And it's like, yeah, because they've been there before, you know, like they've won together, like perfect example, the guardians, you know, they're not in a powerhouse division. But, like, we always say it's like, oh, you mean the the Akron Rubber Duck Guardians or, like, the Columbus Clipper Guardians? You know, it's like all of those guys are just coming up, getting called up, and playing. And they're having a blast. Yeah. And they're they're playing very good baseball. And you have yeah. great relationships from that in the minors when you've played. Like, they all came up together most likely, and they've won yeah. together. So they know how to do it. They're like, oh, it's right. just the So it's like they don't, really, they don't the really see any difference when they're up there. It's like you look to your left and look to your right. It's your, your boy you've been playing with for two years, three exactly. years. There was a group. There was a group that with the Royals that did that, and then yeah. they ended up going to the World Series in fourteen, winning in fifteen. That group with the Cubs was a little bit more of a like KB was different time than the rest. Rizzo was already there. They had some good free agent additions and like. But they won the year before in fifteen. Yeah, but fifteen they played really well, and then sixteen they did it all together, and. I don't know about, you know, the teams after that, but like there was a real recipe there where like guys came up together and, and, you know, had that winning culture and then, built. and it's, it's a very interesting, I was just thinking about it because we had two really good years between our high A team won the uh, Midwest league. And then the Tennessee team went to the championship and didn't win. Um, and Myrtle had a good year, but got bounced in the playoffs. And it was in, just interesting. The Cubs farm system was pretty strong, but it was pretty interesting about just like, how how important winning is? I, I mean, think. Go ahead. Uh, I I think culture is the most thrown around word in sports. Yes, but for sure. I, I I believe I truly believe winning, you know, cures or breeds culture. Yeah, you know, and I think if the more you win, the more you learn how to win, the better off obviously your organization or whatever you're doing, your whatever Which team is- anywhere. It's hilarious because because the word culture and like winning at different levels is like the almost the opposite of analytics. Like analytics would tell you that it's mm-hmm. just who's on the team, it's just luck. It's just and then like the people that are there, the players, the coaches, like the humans that are there would tell you like, no, 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 like this is it's abundantly clear when you're there the impact that culture has on 
winning on what's important on what's emphasized and like how that manifests itself at the big league level like that uh, like i again, think those are like super real things think about like if you're playing in the outfield and going through the trenches with the guy next to you and there's a huge play and there's a ball in the gap like you're trusting one another where you're going to be you know even in the infield if i'm going back for a pop-up and i don't necessarily trust the guy behind me i don't really know him like like it's not gonna it's not gonna build anything that remotes winning you know like i play with a i play with a lot of different people in the last couple of years the amount of trust that nico and i have built between the shortstop and the left fielder on the mid-range pop-ups that could be yes 100 i don't know if the listener can understand the like the amount of trust that you need and nico and i we actually almost killed each other last I was gonna year. Say, you guys collided. We tried to murder each other. Nico formed me in the face, kneed me in the ribs, and I broke his elbow. We tried to, we really, we did a good job. We put each other on the 10 day and we really tried to hurt each other. Since then, we had, and that was center and, and short, but since then, we have really figured out our tempo between short and left field and like, the balls that he can get to, the balls that I can get to, what that looks like. And it took us two whole years, maybe a full year to get to that point. And that is so, I can't, from like a defensive standpoint and from that understanding, like it's so valuable that we have that understanding. And I'm actually really excited for next year when the shift is gone and he's always on my side because he goes in the hole. But like him being there, and us having that understanding, we probably we got to about June this year, and we when we're on the same side of the field, nothing will ever fall in between us because we have such an understanding. He's really good at getting back there. I know to let him have balls when he gets back there, and it's such a big deal. Like those things, they go a long way when you get to play together. It, it's so funny that play. It, it true. That's what I was referring to. It's like me going back and just not trusting the left, field, the right fielder. Where it's like it's a natural thing. The guy's not going to trust me either, you know. No, no. And, like- I, and I real quick, like when I'm as a left as the guy that's played left field all year, and having like five to six different guys play those two positions, like the only guy that I explicitly trust, no matter what, is Nico, because I've had so much time with him and so little time with the other. Right, guys. and that's not that's not a knock on anybody. No, no, else. no, no, no it's just it's it's the how you feel about you know. I mean, it's. And it's funny. It's like, you know, by the book, it's like, oh, the outfield has priority. And it's like, yeah, of course. But it's like, if I can just for the sake of communication and the left fielder, center fielder knows, like, if I think I can catch the ball, I'm going to call it no matter what. So there's a base of communication. So we're not either of us aren't running and looking at each other. And then the ball falls between us. Like, if you don't hear anything, go. It actually becomes an infinitely easier play if the shortstop is camped than if the outfielder is flying in with his and head then outfield. sliding right it, it, yeah. It, it, it's yeah i totally agree and you don't understand that or if you don't you don't if you don't practice and trust that it's not going to work and mm-hmm. i think the more you do that and especially in high leverage games in minor leagues or whatever you get there in game 6 game 7 it's like oh done this and you know if you trust that guy not that i've played in a game 6 or game 7 but that's how i think it would be but if you trust that guy explicitly, you know who you should do for him? What's that? Get him a pair of Muggsy jeans. You should get him a pair of Muggsy jeans, maybe two pairs of Muggsy jeans, to tell him how much you appreciate the fact that he's out there, the fact that he's with you every single day. And if you want to get 10% off, use code JOMBOY for 10% off the entire site. I'm wearing Muggsy's right now. Muggsy's are the most comfortable jeans in the game. That's not a question. It's just a fact they're the most comfortable jeans they're stretchy they have great fits they don't stretch out i've used some other brands that they 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 are too stretchy some would say where you wash them and they they don't come back they don't come back to the shape mugs aren't like that they have fantastic shape they're actually they just opened a store in austin which i'm headed down there pretty soon i'm gonna go see it uh, and I'm excited to see it, but that is 10% off the entire site using code John boy. And they also have, they have some kind of great cashmere tops. They got some, got some nice pieces. Don't, don't count out the tops that they have, but that's Muggsy jeans, 10% off code 
John Boy. I have a question. Yes. Uh, what two teams make it to the World Series? Slash, what teams are you rooting for? Oh, uh, I think the Bravos make it back. I'm hoping for a Phillies-Yankees World Series, Kyle Schwarber versus ex-college teammate, Scott Efros. I love that. I love that. I think it's the Bravos, and I do also think it's the Yanks. I think the Astros have been a great team, but I think the Yanks, I think the Yanks are going to really hit their stride come playoff time. I think they have the right leaders. I think they have the right like individuals in place, and I think that they, I got Yanks Braves. If you're impartial. You have to be rooting a little bit for the Mariners, right? I feel like that's such an easy team to root for. Dude, that team is good, man. I don't think about the M's much. I'm going to be honest. I'm not really thinking about the M's. I think that's because they're West Coast and you never see them. But, like, and they got to win a wild card just to get in. I think they're playing the Rays, possibly. So is is that one game or is that three games? Ian, resident MLBPA member. Three. Three. Nice. That didn't sound confident. That sounded no, like a guess. 100%. It's a three-game wild okay. card. Do the Yanks have a bye? The Yanks yes. do have a bye, yes. Do you want me to read? I have the playoff matchups in front of me if you'd like me to read. Go ahead. Well, there's, well the Brewers are still competing with the Phillies who have not. Brought to you by Muggsy. Sure, but we're going to assume the Phillies hold on. If they yes. don't, then that will be the Brewers. Yes. As of right now, the National League looks like this. The Dodgers and Braves are your top two seeds. They have a bye. Best of three series between the St. Louis Cardinals and either the Brewers or the Phillies, more likely going to be the Phillies. And then tough for the Mets. They're going to probably win over 100 games and get the four seed. They'll have to take on the Padres. Yep, that is tough. The Braves have not clinched, though. They have not. They they were playing the Marlins tonight. If they won, they clinched, but I don't believe they did. What happened? And the, and the Mets got rained out. So Mets got rained out, and the Braves lost four zero. So it's a one and a half game lead with three to play. Braves got Mets. two. Mets have three. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Tough draw for the Mets having to play a double dip. I um. Braves also hold the tiebreaker there, just in case they hold. I, I saw that they hold tiebreaker. The Bra- oh. Let me tell you something about the Braves. That's a good team. You wish you would have got traded there. Just say it. No. Zach, has I'm anybody ever talked up the Braves any more than Ian Happ? I played the fifth. You know what I get? You know what? I'm gonna I got I got a really cool thing I got to experience. I got to hang out with the Braves staff in LA. And I some of the players. The Braves, they do a great job. They have all of their do they have done such a good job of all of their dudes are secure. All their players are secure. They're not playing for they're playing for each other. They're playing to win. They have done such a good job of cultivating that group. Charlie Morton just signed another $20 million extension. Like they have a group of guys that only solely cares about winning all the time. It's a really cool atmosphere at their ballpark. It's a great place to play. Like I just and they've done it. They've done it. I there's something to be said about experience. There's something to be said about a group that's played together. I have a lot of faith in like what that team brings to the table. And I think that Kyle Wright's been really good this year. Max Fried's got experience and he's a great pitcher. Charlie Morton has experience. He's a great pitcher. And then you have Strider, who hasn't pitched in the playoffs, but has been unbelievable in uh the regular season. And they have Kelly Jansen closing games, and I think they have some depth. They have I mean, depth. that's that's another team basically who's mostly all homegrown, right? Yeah, a lot of it. Like coming up together, winning together. I mean, I understand you have it's tough. You can't just say, "Hey, this is the group we're going to come up with." But it's like if you have a group like that, try your best to lock them down, and they did. Yeah, and they have. I think that's. That's the, they do a good job, similar to the Cardinals. They do a good job of keeping the staff in place and then really like learning what the organization believes and what the organization values. They promote guys from within and they have a lot of continuity and they do a good job. And I just, I'm going to say that they're going to, as they've done for the last 20 years, continue to be a very good franchise. And I think that they, it would be, 
that Dodgers team is very, very, very good, but the Braves are deeper than people think. Zach, are you sneaky becoming a Yankees fan? Ooh. Dude, it's funny. I was talking to my my friend from school who's a huge Mets fan, and he was like, Oh, since your season's over, like, can you become a Mets fan with me again? And I was like, honestly, dude, like I've been so invested in watching the Yankees now. A hundred percent. Like you texted us today. There's Monday Night Football, and you said Scott warming up. So I, I was flipping in between oh, games. Are you on Yes Network? I was flipping in between games, and I always try to watch when Judge comes up. So like I'll keep a tab on it. And then my dad was like, yo, like Severino has a no hitter going. So I was like, okay, I'll turn that on. And then I saw that it was a close game still. They gave up a run in the eighth and Scott hasn't th- didn't throw yet. And I don't think he, th- he didn't throw yesterday. So I was like, he hasn't thrown in a couple chance. days. And I was like, yeah, good chance Scott throws tonight. So, and I saw him getting hot and I left that game on. And what do you think he did? <laughs> Shocker. I mean, yeah. You know, one, two, three, one, two, Thanks three, one, two, three with a punch out. We were talking about this before we started recording, but Scott's basically going to be the closer for the Yankees with all the injuries they've had in the back end of the bullpen. I mean, they're going to do it a little bit by committee, but I think if you were, if you're just blind, if you ask me who I think would come in, not knowing anything else other than that, it's a save situation. My first guess would be Scott. I think the only time it wouldn't be is if it's like two of the three hitters are lefties, then it might be Chapman. But yes, other than that, I'd be like, yeah, it seems like they trust Scott the most. Scott's in the middle of the circle. If you did a circle of trust, Scott is directly in the middle of the circle of trust. I don't, I don't think it's Chapman. I don't even think Chapman might not make the playoff roster. I think if it's, come on, come on, come on. This is not a place for those kind of hot takes. I think I don't know. You have to just because of his experience. Because he's done it. And he's because of the amount games. of dollars on his contract, he's not being left off the playoff rush. You're crazy. You're crazy. Absolutely not. I don't think that's most Yankee fans want him DFA. I'm just okay, talking about. Let's not talk. Hey, hey. That's this another isn't man's talking job. Yanks. This isn't talking Yanks. We're not going to go crazy hot take on Chapman. Right? I don't think these are crazy hot takes to say he's going to be left off the playoff roster. Right? Listen, I, I don't watch there's... every Yanks game. But leaving Rollis Chapman off the playoff roster is crazy. I I mean, the guy's won. He's like I said, he's pitching the spots. I think you have to versus like, yes, some other guys might be throwing better, but like he's won a World Series. Like he knows how to pitch when the game's on the line in the eighth inning, ninth inning. Hey. Hey. (laughs) The last time he threw in the World Series. Hey, who won though? But I still think think he should be on the playoff roster. If he's not, we owe Tom an apology, and we do we owe will, Tom an apology. We will stand by that. But Tom, right now, is wearing Cubs hat, and he's really he's in on the Cubs winning the last two games of the year and finishing hot. Jy, so hot. Jy took his that hat, reminded me of it. The what are they called? City, whatever. City yeah, City Connect. Connect City Connect ones. He took that helmet with him. He just he goes. I look at Danny and I go, "Can I keep this?" And he goes, "Yeah, man, why not?" That <laughs> he was just, sick. And you he brought it with I've, him. I've been thinking about is making a helmet instead of like, you know, all the things people do, the man cave thing, they keep things, whatever. Helmet collection. I think helmet collection is cool. We had a really cool one from the Iowa game. The Wrigleyville helmet's really cool. Obviously, the normal cut helmet's great. I think a helmet collection's a cool thing. Before we do screen time, I want a World Series prediction from everybody right now. Right this second... I'm going Yankees. No, no, no. Okay. And there you go. Say your winner. And I'm saying the Yankees win four games to two. We're going to have to do this again when the playoff roster is officially set, but I like that. Tom? Well, if Chapman's not on it, I want to change my pick. Okay. Dodgers in six games over the Astros. What are you, Tom? You're hedging oh your bets. Oh my god, you're, you're not even bets. a fan. You're not you're even hoping a fan. you're wrong you're so the Yankees win. You're I mean, crazy. yeah, I'm I'm gonna root for the Yankees, but like I you asked me to make a good pick. I don't think that's a good fair. pick at the moment. That's fair. That's fair. Zach. Um, I got Braves Yankees. Games winner. I got Braves repeating. And how many games? Games? Six. I got Braves Yankees as well. MVP Ronald Acuna. I got Yanks Team of Destiny. MVP Scott Efros. Stopper, of the, all, stopper saves, of the year. 
he saves all seven games. Six games. They win in six, sorry. Brandon Morrow did that. Brandon Morrow That's threw in every I'm, game. I got, well, I they, got, well, actually, he can't. He's going to say four because otherwise they'd lose the game. So he can't, got, he, he can't win six. I got I got seven game I got seven games set. Yanks win game seven. Team of destiny. Yankees play the first team to win six games in the World Series. Yep. <laughs> they go for the sweep, but they're like, ah, just keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're changing it up this year. Get the fans involved. Let's get the screen time for the people. All right. Let's let mine's them know. Mine's gonna be high because all I did was watch Jet videos. I don't want to talk. Hours. I don't want to talk about ooh, this is why it was high. Ugh. Blah blah blah. Wow, that's a lot of time on TikTok. That's two hours, six minutes on TikTok. Uh, 641 is my Ew. real bad. I have nothing to do. Oh, no, I yeah, for sure, morning, for sure. I woke no, no. up this morning and I thought, I mean, I might as well get up. I, I guess I can go sit in the living room instead of sitting in bed. Six hours and nine minutes. Ah, ah, still got me. Ian? Four hours, two minutes. Wow, is this my first ever win? Three hours, 52 minutes. Oh, what are you even Tom's doing? Gotta, Tom's got to be cheating. That's not right. <laughs> what do you mean? Right there. Me. 352. I don't know. You doctored it. Damn. Nice. Hey, you were due for a win. Good for you, Tom. Hey, you that, also, it, that brings the Yankees some luck, too. Good for no, you. Tom's rooting for the Dodgers and Astros. Oh, yeah, good point. Sorry, Scott. Oh, also, I was going to say this earlier. Because I went to look up how many innings I had when you asked that, how many at bats. I searched my name, and on Google it said people also search for, and it said Ian Hap, Zach Short, Scott F. Frost. Wow. Hey. I was like, that's kind of funny. Look at us. Best buds. Who would have thought? Zach's tired. Sleepy. I am extremely tired. What'd you shoot today? 77. Rough day out there. Ah. It was, we played this really, really, really nice. Nine hole course. I saw right. Nine hole course, but it's like, I, I think it's Donald Ross greens. I like that's how it's designed. So like, if you miss at all, the ball is coming right back to you. And it was twenty mile an hour wind. Donnie, Donnie is the devil. He's, he's diabolical out there. Yeah, it's but very, those are fun know, to I mean, play every now and then. The ones where you're like, man. This is what they go through on the tour. Huh? So that's Wait, what we're playing. Insane. We're playing like a, a a nice place tomorrow, but it's like the not crazy greens. We're like, oh, this is gonna be a cakewalk. Me and a couple Back. of buddies did Pinehurst a few years back, and he did number two. And those greens are diabolical. Yeah, dude, it's it's unbelievable. Over under. Let's see, it gets cold soon. Over under twenty rounds, you get in before it's no. Nice. Because I've been, I'm going to be back and forth Connecticut, and I'm not. I don't have my brothers. My Pat's not going to be around. It's it's tough. You've changed, man. Yeah, you've changed. Maybe remember when you were maybe playing? If, you know, remember when you I were knew, playing in amateur events? If I knew somebody like in the Texas, Houston, Austin kind of area around there, that would be dope. Yeah, it would, it would be, be a be cool dope. trip, or I don't know, they golf in Columbia. Hey, hey, that's been episode one thirty of the Compound Podcast, brought to you by Parse. I love Parse. You love Parse. Go get yourselves Parse. Binnies, Binnies. Go to Binnies. You pick it up. You drink it. You save the planet. You plant a tree. I love Parse. You love Parse. Tom's got something to say. Rum. No, I was just afraid to say rum. Parsec? Wow, that's rum. two wins. Rum. That's two oh, wins Dakota wins. We'll see yeah. you next week. <laughs> we caught him off. Though.